1: All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Business Matters presented by Bally First, the division of First Press Credit Union. My name is Rob Capella. I'm a Chief Strategy Officer at Mel Media Group. Today, we welcome Kevin Simpson and Tiffany Heinrichs from Action Edge Executive Development uh, to our podcast. So, thank you guys for joining us this morning. Yeah, thanks, Rob. Good to be here. Kevin is a managing partner and an award-winning master coach, and Tiffany is a client success, sorry, client success manager, um, as well. So we're going to jump in, and I was we we're just talking before before we jumped on the call about the differences about some of the stuff you guys offer. So I think I'd like to start as start at you know tell us about people that haven't heard about Action Edge um, Executive Development, who you guys are, what you do, uh, and we'll jump into some of the services and, and, and deliverables a little bit later as well.
2: Sure, sure. Yeah. Thanks, Rob. Yeah, we're, we're an executive development and coaching firm. We have uh, two brands we run on. Um, one of them is Action Edge Business Coaching, which is really centered around companies kind of at the half a million, maybe five employees, upwards to five million uh, in revenue. That's really kind of the maybe 25 to 30 employees. And the executive development uh, side of our business Really focus on the, what we call the mid market, which is anywhere from you know five million right up to a billion dollars. So different structures for companies, um, which is why we do different things in both. There is some, you know, the Venn diagram does cross over in some areas, but uh, but yeah, definitely. Uh, action Edge executive development really focuses on getting executives
1: the the skills they need to advance the career and advance the company. If that makes sense. So what came first? Did one come before the other? Did you launch one, one brand first and the other one followed? Oh yeah, great question. Uh, we, we launched the business coaching brand. We have that
2: in Alberta um, and uh, that's really, you know, we're, we're uh, we've been coaching doing this for about 16 years now under, under this brand, maybe a couple of different brands, but yeah, we've, we've been doing this for a long time and the executive development brand really came um, out of just a pure passion, I and my partner have for working in this space in past history.
1: Interesting. So, you mentioned in Alberta, so where, where, where are offices? Where are you located? We're in Calgary and uh, Canmore,
2: and then we have downtown Columbia, We have a Dallas Street location. Uh, we're kind of embedded in our largest uh, client, Water Pure Air. Um, you know, one of Kelowna's leading companies, uh, and we have two offices right inside their office because they're a major uh, client and partner of ours. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're at are sort of three locations um, across Western Canada and um, about to open a Vancouver location we're working on right now. Oh,
1: so, great, uh, congrats. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. So you said Canmore, how come Canmore? I
2: lived in I lived in Canmore for 21 years Uh, okay
1: yeah I ran
2: the the downtown business organization there um, owned a number of businesses in Canmore and was just really passionate about work making sure we had an office there Uh, one of our leading coaches is still there we actually have actually have Two of our coaches there, and I think you know we've been coaching on Zoom, Rob, for for years, well before the pandemic. But you know, the, kind of the beautiful part of our business is we can work with clients anywhere in the world. So, Canmore is just a logical place. And as we were doing retreats, uh, you know, mm-hmm. in both the executive side and the business side, it was just a great place to go and
1: and uh, really tie in some outdoor pursuits with what we were working on in the boardroom. Interesting. So, can can we dive a little bit into the different services I guess you offer? I was on the website and kind of exploring, and it's more than just coaching, right? And, and I said at the start, correct me if I'm using the, the term incorrectly, because. Um, uh, but can we explore a little bit of the different services you offer? Maybe and you know maybe you can pick a couple from each of the sides of the business that you think would would be relevant to sort of the discussion table. Yeah, sure. I'll start off and then I'll
2: maybe let Tiffany kind of fill in the, the blanks on one of the core, one of our core products. But really, there's two sides of the coin, i like to say. One is the retreat um, business where, you know, we're really passionate about offering not necessarily boot camps. I think that was a word that's been used a lot in the last few years. Um, and, you know, they've got the master class and the boot class, boot camps. Um, our retreats are really centered around getting people some real education um, and training and development kind of in those mid-market companies. Uh, the reason for that is we found there just really wasn't anyone doing it well. Mm-hmm. You know, there was the Banff Center for years. Um, I, I attended many things at the Banff Center. They've really moved on um, just with some financial things happened with COVID. They're, they haven't been doing as much of that. And we've been you know hearing from executives that we don't have a place to come with our team where we can get out of the office get into a really it's a safe environment but also a collaborative environment part of our idea um, that tiffany will explain in the workshops is we like to either go with one company or with many companies together which both have their advantages so that's the retreat side of our business Um, the training and development side a really rare company says hey we've got 20 people embedded maybe two positions below our senior executive Um, we need them to be you know, trained and and learn some leadership skills and we have them on a path, perhaps to partnership, but they need some skills that we aren't able to teach them or coach them on. Um, So that's generally how we get in. Often uh, a CEO will say, hey, I really need a new um, strategic direction for my company. Uh, We'll we'll go in and we have a model that we work with um, that's called really strategic um, thinking and execution planning. Okay. We don't really like to go on strategic planning because we don't think we think a lot of strategic plans just end up on the shelf. Um so we really come at it from those two directions. And um, you know, the thing we're really working on this year coming out of out of COVID, hopefully coming out of COVID, okay. is is retreats there in Kelowna, we've really chosen as our Canadian ground zero for a lover retreat strategy.
1: Interesting. Maybe in maybe yeah. may Tipson, you can you can uh top up a little bit on this is i'm curious how you because you know you we've all been to um seminars and workshops and you're all jacked up when you're there and then you like you said you go back to your office and you're like you know world how life happens and you kind of go back to your old routine so how do you work with clients that go you know maybe through a retreat or workshop how do you like what's it look like the continuation to make sure that they're actually delivering and what they're learning in a workshop
3: Absolutely. Yeah. So part of um, one of our kind of core principles when it comes to these retreats is that when people bring themselves to these retreats, we would love for a person in a position of leadership to bring someone who they're either working with on a daily basis or a member of their team so that they both can experience this exact same retreat, the same education, the same information. So when they do go back to their everyday, their day-to-day business operations, they have each other to lean on, and also they have two people who have different perspectives. They probably took away different things, different goals from the retreat, and they can have a, like a support system within their organization to really feed that out to other people and say, hey, this is something really cool that I learned when I was away, and I want to share that with you. And again, having someone in a position of leadership also be involved in that you know, it just makes it so much easier to implement into the organization afterwards.
2: Interesting. Yeah, I call it re-entry planning, Rob. Okay. You know, like, you know, like you're out in space and, you know, you see all these great things and maybe you'll learn a different language up there. And the hardest thing to do is how do I come back in you know, my office? Because I'm starting to speak another language. And yeah. a lot of times the learners get left behind because people say, oh my God, there's just so much. How do I start to download this these learnings to the rest of my company. And so Tiffany's running the money and so say, we love when companies bring an executive team. Um, I, I One of the most impactful seminars I ever worked in was when the, um, the city of Abbotsford brought their entire, um, their entire group of you know, parks and rec and the fire department and everybody came and to see what came out of that a group was absolutely profound. And that changed that entire city, I think, just based on what the plans I saw them make.
1: You know, how do you know, like, so if you're sitting back, or I'm sitting back and you know, I'm I'm in a, an executive position, let's say, and like what are some of the re- what what I should what should I be looking for internally to say, I need to reach out to someone like Action Edge? Like what are some typical things or reasons that we would be or a business? Or someone sitting in an executive level would be saying, "I should pick up, pick up the phone and call someone."
2: Mm. Yeah, that's a really great question. You know, the number one question and the easiest question I ever ask an executive is, "What are you doing this year to support your team and bring them, bring them together and, and talk about anything? Maybe it's your vision, maybe it's your culture, maybe it's setting some goals." And generally, the answer is. That's a great question, Kevin. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what should we do. Uh, And when you know the the stuff that we've been reading and hearing from, especially from CEOs, is they're confused. Right. And and it's not a bad thing. They're confused because how are you supposed to make any decisions right now? Am I bringing people back to my office? Am I setting new goals and direction? Should I be looking at new products? There's never has there been a time I don't think when there's been so much much uncertainty at those levels and part of this the journey back I believe and we believe is getting the groups together and just having them get started on building a plan forward step by step and it really really is
1: that simple.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Did you find that the pandemic actually heightened the need for your services like I was thinking as I was preparing for the call like because businesses actually there's a couple different like some businesses boomed during the pandemic where they couldn't even handle the work and then other businesses I was in Victoria last week and I tried to walk into a Starbucks at 1 and they closed because they couldn't find staff like 1 30 in the afternoon Starbucks was closing because they couldn't find so you, you got both sides so but did it heighten the need for the type of services you guys provide?
2: Yeah, that's the number one question I've been asked for two and a half years now. And mm-hmm. we didn't know, obviously, I, you know, those those dark days when COVID hit, sure. um, you know, it, it was a free for all. We were literally coaching. I, I did a post, I, I think, in the first week, my co- my team of four, I think we coached five or six hundred hours. You know, there's was, there's was something like two in the morning. We were working because people didn't know. But what we found very quickly, Rob, was. The companies that started calling us almost right away, maybe within the first 90 days, they were not the sick and dying companies that everybody thought. They were the companies where they said, we've been dealing with bad competition. You know what I mean? You know, people who it was easy to do business for a long time. For sure, You know, you could hang a shingle and start selling stuff and, you know, undercut the competition. Maybe you buy your way into the market and then you buy your way out of the market when you're not doing well. And I think a lot of those companies went away and which left a lot of the good companies who are having to compete with them going, we've got a clearer path to our client now, to our customer. We do not want to screw this up. We are at a path of potentially unprecedented growth. Let's leverage this. And those are really the companies that have been calling us for the last two and a half years. Interesting. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, Tiffany, Could you walk us through what the process would be for when you onboard a new client? So uh you know I always say sometimes people will reach out because they're, they're scared of the unknown right so um you know if, if I'm new and you know I pick up the phone and call you but we're going to engage now we're actually going to engage what does that look like what does that onboarding look like
3: yeah absolutely um I might pass off to Kevin in a bit because yeah. he has run through this process many many more times than I have no but problem. essentially there are there are many ways that we can have someone contact us we have you know as as much as a google landing page we have phone call emails intake forms all that kind of stuff and when you do you will be sent to a coach and then you will have a coach on deck call and so that's an initial call to kind of you know get a better understanding of of what um you know what both parties are kind of looking for if there's going to be anything to kind of talk about in the in the future and then I believe we send them a business background questionnaire. It's called a BBQ and it's a list of many, many questions that kind of give the coach a better understanding of what they're looking for, what their current position is, what they struggle with, what their strengths are. And it gives us just, you know, the entire background of the company up into this point. And then from there, Kevin, you want to take, take over? Yeah.
2: Yeah, sure. Yeah, no, no, that's a great example. A great understanding. I think, you know the the premise we work on Rob is we don't diagnose uh, prescribe anything until we diagnose, and the diagnostic procedure you know can be as simple as um, let's just let's just you know fill out um, a, a simple questionnaire we have where it's very clear we know we want this. But as I said, I think right now in this in these times of a little bit of uncertainty, often uh, companies say let's just bring our people together. Let's go to retreat. And that's kind of the, either the one-on-one companies where maybe a company like um, uh, Quailsgate might say, we wanna bring our executives uh, together and strategize on what we actually need to do first. We have some fairly robust diagnostic tools where we really allow people to um, to go through a procedure where they they rank the company on 100 different areas of operation, and then we combine those we combine those reports and allow like, for instance, the CEO or the president to say, Okay, I thought we were nine out of 10 on this mm-hmm. everybody else, uh, especially the newer people say we're a two. So we'll we'll collect all of those areas of misalignment. I'll call it, and then we'll really put them down and say, okay, let's prioritize these. Um, which ones do we really need to look at? And often, again, these retreats are the starting point of the conversation, um, not necessarily the learning point.
1: Right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. You've mentioned a few like clients you've worked with but i'm curious what does what does a a typical client look like like or is there a typical client in in the other part of that question is there is there verticals that you specialize in like industrial automotive winery or 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 it it doesn't matter the industry you can you can navigate your way through it
2: yeah that's a really good question and people ask us that i think our primary belief is that all companies are built on the same chassis you know, it's you know I always show a picture when I when I talk to companies about um, you know the Audi Q5 is built on the same chassis as the uh, you know as one of the Volkswagen products. Right. right. Um, and so what what we need to understand is what's under the hood, what what's driving, what's making it different. And so um, yeah, we, so we really need to to investigate that and and look at that and and understand where the company's coming at from that perspective before we even get started.
1: Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. And, and who is the typical client? Like who are oh, sorry, they? Yeah. That's okay. Like if you could if you could paint a picture of who, the type of person you work with, is there I, is it all range? Is it uh, you know?
2: Oh, absolutely. So for instance, we we um, we have a a, a rather large um, engagement going with KPMG now, where we're we've built a leadership and training program for twenty of their top senior managers, taking them on a leadership leading for the future um, journey. We coach um, some a leading eye surgeon in Canada. Um, we've coached the largest strawberry uh, growers in Canada. Things like that. You know, companies that sell insurance. Obviously, in the insurance space very, very competitive now. So we've, we we coach insurance companies. We've done that. Really, really um, uh, breweries have reached out to us. Um, we're actively working with a number of breweries right now, so because the growth potential for them is, is amazing, but there's really no uh there's no template. Again, in the development side, it really is that that kind of revenue based and uh kind of filter as to, you know, are you kind of at that five million dollar
0: mm-hmm. mark
2: and, right. and upwards? Yeah.
1: I'm I'm always curious about the journey about how people got into their roles so I'm I'm taking a little bit of a side street but I'm curious about maybe Tiffany we start with you is, is how did you get into this industry like what's your background, what if you know how how did you woke up this one morning and said hey I'm going to do this and same (laughs) with you, you you what's the journey to get to where you guys are today and the roles that you're doing.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my journey with Action Edge and with business coaching and training and development, it really started last February. And I was a in my last year of my undergrad, and I was looking for an opportunity for the summer to work with someone. And I was having so much difficulty finding someone who would even reply to any of my messages. And so I found a student subsidy grant and I attached it with my resume and I sent an email to Kevin and Jared, his, the other managing partner of Action Edge and I said, here is a subsidy and here is my experience and I would love to work with you. And we hopped on a call within a week and they pretty much offered me a job on the spot and said, We absolutely want to work with you. And from there, I started with developing the sales process for the Action Edge development side and have really worked my way up into many, many different roles. But kind of the the root of why I wanted to get into business coaching was because of the value I saw in it. And having been an athlete myself and especially being an athlete in post-secondary, I saw the value that coaching had as someone who was an athlete, someone who was professionally trained, and you know had to really grind to to perfect my craft, and I I saw the difference between a good and a bad coach from the time that I was very small, and I wanted to be involved in a firm that had that same kind of value and expertise that I was looking for in athletic coaches, and when I spoke with Kevin and Jared. I was just blown away at their expertise and their passion and their value and um yeah i it's kind of kind of funny how it came to be and then this this is kind of where i've set my sights but i'm i'm so glad to to be working with them and we just do really meaningful work and it's work that i i have not seen a lot of other companies do and so yeah that's that's kind of how i ended up here
1: well it's interesting i think there's there's a correlation between playing sports in activity we say that all the time too we see it as a team and, and you know sometimes the third line winger is just important as the person that scores all the goals right so there's I think when you play at that level as well so it's interesting interesting journey how about you Kevin
2: yeah it's a, that's an interesting analogy said I just you know heard our the coach of our hockey team here in Calgary say yesterday it's not about the player who scores the most goals it's the player who scores the goals at the right time mm. and I think that's you know that that's something like Tiffany and uh yeah. But myself personally, I started off working for Siemens in the medical division, um, fixing CAT scan and MRI machines around the world and worked my way up into their, their leadership group and had a number of leaders who just believed in me, probably uh, you know believed in me more than I believed in myself and sent me to some of these types of uh, retreats and leadership opportunities that uh, gave me the ability to learn. and. I left there and started um, uh, a bike shop in Canmore, actually. You know, I was living there and I, uh, that, that place still exists. And uh, it worked away into a, a restaurant. We had a number one uh, or number top 10 restaurant in Canada. And as I was doing that, people keep asking me, how did you build these companies? How did you do this? Um, and so I got involved in consulting, uh, primarily in the sporting goods world, it was where my passion was, some of the restaurant world as well. and you know, and this is really where I really got to this fork in the road about consulting versus tr- coaching, you know, I'll say coaching right now. And, you know, I went around North America for several companies, Brooks Running, Thule, Camelback, um, Shimano, and doing all these great things with those companies, but it was barely on a consultative basis. And what I did not like about that was you you work with a company for a year and then you're gone. And you call them up a year later and they're back to their old ways. Um, And that's where I really said, you know, as much as we're always going to do training and development and retreats, the the aspect of coaching is really about that, that accountability and that continuous development that goes on for years. And, you know, I think one of the things we're most proud about in our company is the the coaching relationships we have, they go on, you know, our average retention of a client is 36 months. Mm so, you know, I think that just says that people get value when they continually invest in things like this, and that's why we really have that coaching bolted on to everything we do, albeit we don't lead with it in the executive side
1: right yeah, well i was I was going to ask, and I think you've answered part of it is that like how long is does the engagement usually lasts with clients, but it sounds like you become pretty integrated. You become really part of the team rather than just seen as a supplier, right? So you really become sure. integrated pretty, which I assume you would have to be very intimate with the business to understand and be able to help deliver on the goal. Like, I that's, and I would assume yeah. there's both sides. Hey, you can come for a workshop and, you know, see you in a few months or you're constantly engaging with clients. I would assume you are both. You're work You work both sides.
2: Yeah, that's it. And I mean, you have to think about what's, you know, what Companies that have fifty and plus employees, they generally have an HR department right. that basically is, you know, the CEO tasked with we need you to make sure that we are checked off in these certain areas, um, which then gives them a need, and they come knocking on a, our door, and we then go in and do the kind of diagnostic procedures that I've talked about, and you know, and we're not here. We never want to say, hey, we need to coach everybody here, albeit you know, we know we believe everybody. You know needs coaching but a lot of our entry into some of these companies is you have a need right now let's get that filled and generally what happens is there's an emerging leader that is in one of these retreats or workshops that we do where engagements we have and the ceo or president says hey that that lady over there she would really benefit from you guys talking to her twice a month And so that's generally how we start coaching um, in in companies that we work with in, in the executive space.
1: Interesting. Yeah. I I I did warn you that we're going to I would do a few more questions, but I'm just cognizant of time and um, mm-hmm. a little thing called, would you rather? So I'm going to go back and forth so you nice. can, rock paper, you can rock, paper, scissors. If you want to start? Okay. Um, Tiffany, you <laughs> first. Okay. Okay. go first. Okay. Awesome. Okay. All right. So there's 10 questions. You're going to get five each. So, uh, yeah. Tiffany, would you rather read the book or watch the movie? Watch the movie. Okay. Um, maybe the not watch the Oscars. and the next question is for kevin would you rather be an extra in an oscar-winning movie or a lead in a box office bomb i would rather be an extra
2: in a in a um an oscar-winning movie because i think i'd learn a lot from everybody else around me
1: yeah fair enough uh, Tiffany, would you rather master every musical instrument or every type of sport? And maybe you're in sports, so you've already mastered a few of them. By the way, great one, it's a great one.
3: um I would honestly choose the musical instruments. I think that that is one of the most like, cool things when people just randomly pull out an instrument and they can play it. Like I can play the piano pretty well, but when people pull out like a saxophone, I'm like, you are so much cooler than I am. So I would choose the music. Uh,
1: All the athletes want to be musicians anyway, right? <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um, would you rather be the funniest person in the room or the smartest person in the room? Oh, wow. That's a great one.
2: I think I'd rather be the funniest person in the world because smiling, you know, no, matter, no matter where somebody has a
1: smile always changes somebody's life, right? Uh, Yeah, love it. Uh, Tiffany, would you rather be able to speak any language or be be able to communicate with animals?
3: I think any language. I mean, as much as I love animals, um, I think that there's also something so, so sweet about not knowing what animals know about us and they comfort us regardless, even if they don't understand exactly what's going on. And I would love to be able to communicate with anyone in the
1: world. That's a good yeah. answer. That's yeah, a good answer. Kim, <laughs> um, would you rather be stranded in the jungle or in the middle of the desert?
2: Jungle for sure. Absolutely. No, there's <laughs> no doubt about
1: that one. <laughs> um, Tiffany, would you rather have fortune or fame?
0: I don't Can't know if you want
3: either.
1: No one either. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, between the two, I'd say fortune and not fame.
1: Uh, Ken, would you rather only be able to listen to one song the rest of your life or only be able to watch one movie the rest of your life? Oh, that's a
2: great one. I'm a song person, so I already have my Trap in the Jungle top five albums I've written here on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. You got it packed, ready to go. Oh yeah, it's packed, ready to go. (laughs) Uh, That's awesome. Um, Tiffany, would you rather be able to read minds or predict the future?
3: Oh, um, I don't want to read people's minds. I don't want no, that. that, that scary, power. Eh?
1: <laughs> 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 I think the same thing. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Uh, and last one Kevin for you. Would you rather only be able to use a fork, no spoon, or only be able to use a sp- spoon and no fork the rest of your life?
2: I think a spoon. I love I love drinking martinis. I could stir my martini with my spoon better. <laughs>
0: board, so <laughs> so mine's going there. So
1: uh, that's awesome. We I've been asking, that's the one question I ask every single time. Mm-hmm. at the end, I want to tabulate what people cho- chose spoon or fork. I'm curious what people are saying. Oh, I am. So just where just where's, thing the, thing landing? Thing. <laughs> where's <Okay>. the landing? Where's the landing? Awesome. Well, thank you for playing long. I love just yeah, having fun. It was you. fun. Just was fun. Couple more questions before we wrap up. Um, I assume there needs to be a really good relationship between client and you guys, right? There needs to be that that respect. And it doesn't have to be comfortable all the time because I don't think it has to be that way. But from a client perspective, so for myself, how do I know if I have the right person I'm working with, the right coach or the right facilitator? Like, What are some things you should look for to make sure that there's going to be a mesh between your company and, and our company?
2: Yeah, I'll give maybe answer that, Tiffany, because I, I really find it varies, Rob. Um, some companies are really we want we want to know their background, you know, right. we want pedigree, we want university degrees, um, we've got that. Some people are really we're about culture team. We need somebody who fits. Um, I'm actually surprised by the number of executives who still want to coach face to face. It's a very personal thing for them, but it, it, but I find it there's no template, there's no rule of thumb to say. You know they want this and therefore they want that i think again that's part of our diagnosis procedures really understand who is the best fit for a client or a client's team
1: fair enough mm-hmm. what tiffany what gets you what gets your juices flowing what do you love about what you do like that mm-hmm. and, and kevin i'd like for you to answer this as well Like, where do you guys get your most passion from from working with companies
3: Absolutely. Um, for me, I, I love to ask questions. I love to ask meaningful questions. And whenever I meet someone new, especially at our 90-day um, events, which are we happen every, every 90 days for our clients, um, I just love to ask people, what are you most passionate about? And finding out their answer and especially how they got to where they are, it makes me so excited to one day be on the other side of that question and have someone ask me, how did you end up here? And what are you passionate about? Because then it not only gives me something to look forward to, but it also just gets my juices flowing of, well, what can I do today to become that person? what can I do tomorrow that's going to make that person even more proud? Um, And it just, you know, it really inspires me that there are so many different business people that I get to meet in this business. And I don't have to, I don't have to choose because I get to live vicariously through so many people instead of just saying, you know, this is one, my one track that I'm going to, going to put all my eggs into this basket. It's just, it's so fun to be able to, you know, witness so many successes through all of our different clients.
1: Love it. That's Mm -hmm. great. How about you, Kevin?
2: You know, we have a national conference every year and our number one metric or KPI is, how many clients or how many sorry, employees have our clients added? Mm-hmm. Um, because we know when they're adding employees, they're growing and then there's wealth being generated at different levels. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Modern Pure Air is a great example. They're in Colorado, one of the fastest growing franchises in Canada. They have a charitable wing that they started called Pure Kids. I'm not sure if you guys have heard of it, but every time we help that company grow, pure kids grows which means that not only are there more people working for modern peer or French partners but there's more kids across the country benefiting from that and so it's just like this cycle of win-win and growth with people and growth with things like that that's what gets me
1: going love it last question i know we're a little over but i do want to ask this is your time to let us know what's the difference between working with action edge or somebody else that offers similar service and I don't know I'm ne- I never worry about competitors in our business the last mm-hmm. thing I'm sure you're probably the same but if yeah. someone's listening going why should I call like what's it how, what's the difference between what how you guys are you deliver compared to maybe what you find somewhere else
2: yeah you know I think that's a really great question I'm glad you asked it you know it kind of, it's kind of the difference between online shopping and walking into your favorite favorite mall or favorite boutique place you know you can get products and services from somewhere. But we are really geared to real people. We have real offices, people in them, people come to us with their things that will change their lives. And we take that seriously. And I think for us, it's about that client relationship. And I know that sounds like, you know, very cliche, but, you know, that's why we have these locations across Canada, because we want to have somebody able to walk in a door and come and go, we're here. And yeah, we've got clients all over the world, but we are people who really love to work with our clients, you know, face to face. And and so I
1: think that's really our difference there. Love it. We can hear the passion, which is which Thank is you. important, right? Like Thanks, you can mom. hear that there's the, you you and you enjoy what you do, which is Not always easy to find, right? So which I think is also. I know we're a little bit over. Thank you you both for taking the time. I I really there's and there's literally about six seven questions I didn't get to. So Mm -hmm. I'm gonna have to get you back on because there are other questions. (laughs) Maybe we have a circle back after near your your next treat that you do. But I really enjoyed discussion and even just educating. Like I said, I came in thinking I had a terminology in my head of what the word coach meant and what you guys did. you know, you're enlightened on sort of the services you offer, which was great. Hopefully people got value out of it. And if there's questions, Joe. If anyone's listening, wants more information, pick up the phone, send an email. I'm sure you guys would love to talk to them. So.
2: Yeah, we're doing a retreat at SOMA there in June. Um, we can say, finish, but maybe Rob, when we do that, we'll have you up and you can really uh, you can really see for an afternoon what what happens up at a, the executive love retreat. It. So I'd love to invite love you up there. And get, yeah. get, put you on ground zero.
1: That'd be great. Love to do that. I appreciate it. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Thank, thank, you, thank you so much, Thank you for joining and everybody else. Have a great rest of your day. And thank you for tuning into Business Matters. Thank you. Bye.